0: Good evening. Welcome to my instant reaction to the 49ers rushing loss. One point loss, so much on the line, really bragging rights. Losing to a division rival. No, who cares? Niners lost again. It doesn't matter the outcome of the game, but certain things from the game matter. I got five takeaways from this game. And it starts with the kicker, Jake Moody. If you think about it, he's the only starter. Who really had to play the whole game? Some starters got the whole game off. Some starters played a quarter or a half. Jake Moody had to play the whole game, which is kind of strange. Something is was it, something bad could happen. Something was at stake for him. They could have sat him, but apparently, you know, they needed a kicker because this game was so important. So he went out there and missed a 38-yarder and an extra point. I mean, is it the Niners' fault for playing him? No, they learned something about him. Really, they hadn't put him in... They haven't had to rely on a kicker at all this year. They've scored more touchdowns than they've punted. This is not a team that's really doing much with special teams because their offense is so good. They win by double digits most of the time. But in the playoffs, chances are they'll find themselves in a close game eventually. A game that could come down to Jake Moody. And if we're being technical... He cost the Niners two games this year, this one that didn't matter, and the Browns game that did. So the Niners should have been 14 and three this year, and instead they're 12 and five because their court, their rookie kicker has the yips. Maybe that's unfair to say. What, what, what he hit? He hit his first 60 extra points. Cool. The thing about Jake Moody is not his physical talent. He can kick a ball real well. Although doesn't it seem like he's Like his ball is really close to the upright every time. Shout out to Tom Jensen who noticed that. How often does he split the uprights? But that's not the issue. He's got a strong leg. He's talented. The issue is between the ears. Pressure. He hasn't really been under much this year. But like today, you'd have to say there was no pressure. The game didn't matter. The Niners could lose and they could laugh it off. And yet he missed a 38-yarder and an extra point. What's he going to do? How's he going to perform when there's real pressure? That's the question. It would be a real shame if the 49ers didn't win the Super Bowl this year because their rookie kicker wasn't mentally up to the task. What a silly way to derail a potentially historic season. And after the game, Kyle Shanahan brushed it off, laughed it off. Oh, we, Moody's great. He's been great all year. One of those things. You think he really feels that way? Or do you think he's kind of anxious? I'd be anxious. I would call Robbie Gold just to see what he's doing. Now, I looked at his Twitter and it looked like he was skiing. So maybe, maybe he doesn't want to kick anymore. But the Niners did sign Logan Ryan when he was on a cruise, a Thanksgiving cruise. He was like, yeah, I'll play for you, but I'm not getting off this cruise anytime soon. I'll, I'll see you in a few days. So maybe when Robbie Gold leaves the mountains, he can come and play for the 49ers. I mean, I, I, I admire Kyle Shanahan's confidence, not wavering because Jake Moody missed a couple of kicks, but like, are you really that confident in him? No one else is. He isn't that confident in him, Jake from State Farm. They just changed Jake from State Farm and everyone accepts it. It was a different guy. Now it's a whole different guy. Anyway, maybe they can get a different Jake Moody. Like how they switched out Jake from State Farm? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. There's a new Jake from State Farm. But we get a new Jake Moody. Looks totally different. Give him the same name, same jersey. You don't know the difference. Get Robbie Gold. Call him Jake Moody. Give him the Jake Moody jersey. That seems preferable to actually letting the real Jake Moody kick field goals. Nathan Flores says Moody is terrible. He misses right, and then his kickoffs were off to the right and short of the end zone. What power leg? Maybe he's tired. He needs to make an adjustment. Maybe he lost his focus. Pope Sagets says, anyone heard about Drake Jackson, our second pick? Yeah, I saw him in the locker room today. I mean, not the locker room, the press box. He's hurt. He's on IR. You didn't know that? Jake Marr. Like Brett Marr? He sucks too. Boxing fan times four. More news. So, number one story from this game, Jake Moody struggles. The other story is the injuries. Who'd you lose in a game that didn't matter? You're going to lose someone, it's football. You can't avoid it. And the answer is Cleland Farrell. And you're saying, big whoop. Well, slow down. Cleland Farrell isn't a great player, but he's a very good run defender. He is a very good edge setter, meaning it's hard to get around him. It's hard for a running back to get to the perimeter when Cleveland Farrell's in the way. He'll force you back to the inside. He's very good at that. In fact, he's the best edge setter on the 49ers. Better than Bosa. Much better than Chase Young. Much better than Randy Gregory. So he's got a knee injury. Not an MCL, not an ACL. They don't know how serious it is. Let's say he misses the playoffs or a game. You take away the best edge setter from a defense that already struggles to stop the run, especially runs to the perimeter. Kind of concerning. Now, run defense hasn't been a huge issue for the Niners this year because even though they're statistically not great against the run, their offense is so explosive that it's hard to just beat the Niners running the ball. But it's available to you. If you can slow down the Niners' offense, if you can stay balanced, if you can score some points, the run game is available to you against the Niners all the time. It was available to the Rams, big, way, big reason they won. Carson Wentz running the ball. We'll get to that a little later. So to me, like this is kind of a big deal. Has two weeks to get back. But I think they need him. Of all the unsung heroes on the Niners, this guy might be the top one. Again, this is a, what, what is the Niners' weakness? They don't really have many. So what is their what is not their strength? Run defense. So losing a guy like this is a big deal. If they lose him. Something to monitor. Because just starting Chase Young doesn't improve the run defense. cleveland Farrell, we're thinking about you. David Butler says, I know you're afraid of Kinlaw because he called you out. But he sucks so bad. He got pushed around all day. First of all, I'm not afraid of Javon Kinlaw. Although, kind of afraid of Javon Kinlaw. I mean, that's, you know, but not really, but kind of. And also, I mean, do we have to say the same thing every week about him? We know what it is. He's a backup. He won't be here next year. But he's still got a future. Okay, let's talk about Sam Darnold. I really enjoy the Sam Darnold experience. I think it's a lot of fun because he starts off so well. His first few drives every game are great. He's getting the ball out on time. He's playing with rhythm. He develops some confidence. He starts feeling himself a little bit, getting out of the pocket, throwing some some passes that not many people would attempt. He threw a no-look pass today, really. He was looking right. He checked down to the left. It was pretty cool. How many quarterbacks throw no-look passes? Two? Mahomes and him? Mahomes, Kyler and him? Not many. You got to be really confident in your physical abilities to do that stuff. Darnold clearly is confident in his arm. And he scrambles pretty well. And he can run a quarterback sneak. Like Brock Purdy, really good quarterback, top 10 quarterback in the league. But you can tell there's a certain thing Kyle doesn't feel comfortable calling for him. Like quarterback sneaks. If his obvious is coming, Kyle won't call that. Because Brock's a little fella. I mean, he's my size. Maybe a little bigger. I wouldn't want to run a quarterback sneak. Look at me. I'm dainty. I'm not saying Brock's dainty, but I'm not saying he's not. He's thicker than me. Because I'm skinny. But still, you don't see Kyle Shaden calling zone reads, quarterback draws, stuff he was calling for Sam Darnold. Now, calling it for Sam Darnold. He's not as good as Carson Wentz. Let's put it that way. I don't know what the Niners thought they were, what, what the Sam Darnold project would would yield for them. Because we saw it. Starts off hot, makes some nice plays, defense sees it, adjusts, and all of a sudden when you keep him in the pocket, he's so indecisive. He's been in the league six years and has no clue what he's looking for. He just stares at a receiver, and if the guy's not open, he he, he freezes. He freaking freezes. I told you this was Sam Darnold in pre, in training camp, right? My impression of Sam Darnold was first read, first read, first read, first read. Second read, second read, where's second read? Oh my God, where's second read? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, who's open? Ah. Uh. That's Sam Darnold, sorry. And what's funny is as the game goes along, you can feel him losing confidence in himself. So in the fourth quarter, after he had a hot start, down one with two drives to like lead a comeback, just. Get into freaking field goal range so automatic Jake could win the game. Nah, he fumbled. He, he, he dribbled the ball off of someone's helmet. He finds ways to give up the ball. He didn't throw a pick. That's big for, for Sam Darnold. But he fumbled with the game on the line. You know why? Because he's Sam Darnold. He's always going to be Sam Darnold. He's always going to make mistakes like this. You can't make someone... I mean, it's hard to make someone who's indecisive, decisive. A lot of coaches have tried with Sam Darnold. He's just going to keep hesitating. He's going to keep freezing in the pocket. And then when he moves, he's not that athletic. He's like a slower version of Trey Lance. Can we just say that real quick? I know you're not supposed to mention Trey Lance anymore. He's history, but like you got rid of Trey Lance for this guy. That was a project you were invested in. Sam Darnold shouldn't be on this team now. Next year ever, because he's never gonna improve. He's the same guy. You get him in a game that matters at the end, he's going to lose it. He's gonna find a way. In this game, it was like, nah, man, he's no way he can lose this game. He's going against backups. Nah. I'm gonna escape the pocket and then the ball is gonna is gonna just graze a defender's helmet and I'm gonna lose control of it. And then after the game, I'll be like, oh, that was so unfortunate. You know, I I Kyle said, that was so unfortunate. He did some really good things. That's what Kyle said about Sam. He did some good things. That's code for he did some bad things. But he also did some good things. But man, he did some bad. Yeah, he did. Because that's Sam Darnold. Darnold's gonna Darnold. Darnold, did all over the field today. It's kind of gross at, at the end. But hopefully it's the last thing we have to watch hopefully the Darnold experience goes to another town because, you know, why should the Bay Area, Charlotte, and New Jersey be the only areas that are privileged to experience such indecision? There's something about a quarterback dropping back and freezing that really grinds my gears. Dude, make up your mind. Do something. When a quarterback does that, I always interpret it as he doesn't want to throw a pick. He knows his career is hanging by a thread and he's going on the field saying, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. You can't win with a guy like that. Brock Purdy, God love him, does not play football like that. He lets it rip, sometimes to a fault. Never hesitates. So, I guess we see the difference between Sam Donald and Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's good. Sam Darnold is not. But I'm glad the Niners talked themselves into Sam Darnold and, and tried to speak some improvement into existence doesn't work that way. So, can he can, can they get a new backup quarterback next year? Like draft one. Some guy who hasn't been a complete bust for 5 years. Some guy who's not quite as physically gifted as Sam Darnold, but more decisive indecisive quarterbacks him Jimmy the Jimmy Garoppolo impression that's Darnold Darnold's just we're looking at Sam move your head Sam find the second read Sam you've been on you've been in this offense for a year go through a progression Sam Oh well. Official BNN Music Idiot said Wentz being 4 0 all time is against the Niners is wild. It's wild, but it's also instructive. What does Wentz, Wentz isn't good, but what does he do? He runs and he throws the ball down the field. You have to do that against the Niners. You got to turn into an 11 on 11 game and you got to push the ball down the field. He got a 48 yard pass interference penalty. You know who doesn't do that stuff? Geno. Freaking Geno, who's never going to beat the Niners because although he could do this stuff, he wants to show that he can stand in the pocket and operate the offense, which means check it down, which means freaking lose. I don't know why I had to take a shot at Geno right there, but I just, I used to really enjoy watching Russell Wilson play because he knew it was going to be a good game. And with Geno, it's like, dude, why can't you be Carson Wentz? The Seahawks would be better off with Carson Wentz. Would they be better off with Sam Darnold than Geno Smith? No. Senor Elver Galarraga says, Grant, here's some money for Scante and single dancing moms. I don't get it. $5, though. That's very, that's not going to get me far. Thank you. Uh, Mike U.A. says, at least Jimmy G gave us a little dance with his happy feet when his first read wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, Darnold just freezes and then starts spinning. Aru Illustri says he fumbled to keep the pressure off Moody. That's true. That was just being a good teammate. Niner, not a bot, says Sam did good, hit them in the hands, better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I wouldn't say did good, although G U D is different. Better than Jimmy. font and (laughs) sure. David David Butler says agreed. Darnold stinks, but some good balls were dropped. That is true. I'm saying when he gets out of the pocket, he can make some nice. He's a nice arm. You were right about Kenlaw before he bullied you. He didn't bully me. We, We shook hands. It's over. It's over. Adam Gardner says, Shh. Shh. I'm talking here. I'm talking here. Rams Gardner says, I, I mean, Adam Gardner says, I think we'll be fine if we play the Rams in two weeks, which will most likely happen. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Christian Ayala says, kicked in college, Jake's plant foot is the issue. Just saying. I played soccer in high school. JV, right mid. I started some games in high school for JV. No, I played varsity. I'm just kidding. I played varsity. We won NCS in 2005. Hell yeah. That's right. That's right. Look it up. Almost 20 years ago. I'm going to look at his plant foot. Thank you, Christian. Uh, For Life Niner says NFL slash WWE. Saying it's scripted? Get out of here. Okay. Christian McCaffrey didn't play. So we got Eliza Mitchell and Jordan Mason. And we understand how Kyle feels about these running backs. He feels Elijah Mitchell's better. So Elijah Mitchell, you know, started and averaged 3.7 yards per carry, which is not great. But, you know, he wasn't playing behind the Niners starting offensive line for the whole time. So you can make an excuse. Hey, you know, if Trent Williams was out there the whole game, hey, maybe we maybe do better. But then Jordan Mason comes in, playing behind the same backup offensive line. And what does he average? Six yards a carry, like clockwork, like every time he freaking plays. He's bigger than Mitchell. He's more powerful than Mitchell. He runs harder than Mitchell. He is, hold on. There's a, there's a short, there's one word that I'm looking for to describe what Mason is compared to Mitchell. And the word is better. He's better than Mitchell. Nothing against Mitchell. You know, he's been injured a lot, he's rarely 100% healthy, but I don't care. Those are excuses. The fact of the matter is that Mason is better than Mitchell. And the only reason that Mitchell plays over Mason is seniority. Which is not how you freaking put together a depth chart. Although Kyle Shanahan and I'm going to say Bobby Turner as well have been prone to do this at the running back position. Remember in 2019, the first year they made that Super Bowl run, who was their starting running back? Freaking Tevin Coleman. Who was the backup? Raheem Mostert. Who was better? Obviously Mostert. But Tevin Coleman started all year and Kyle had some ridiculous reason. Oh, you know, he's a... He, you know, he gives those body blows to the defense. No, he doesn't. It's Tevin Coleman. No blows are delivered. Body blows, head blows, none of them. It's just Tevin Coleman averaging three yards of carry. Take him out, put in Mostert. Take out Mitchell, put in Mason. Now, the Niners are so good, they could end up winning every playoff game by 15 points, and it won't freaking matter who the backup running back is. But, like, If it's a close game, man, Mitchell hasn't earned carries. Mason has. So I know I've been like complaining about this all year, but it's just, we knew these two were going to get a lot of run. They were going to be compared side by side. It's such an obvious comparison. One guy's bigger, more powerful, runs harder. And it ain't Mitchell. But again, it's a seniority-based depth chart at running back. And I don't know why. Daza says, apart from Darnold, the O-line didn't look that good either. Hopefully, Trenton Banks are healthy throughout the playoffs. Yeah, from your lips to God's ears, man. Poop Sagets, your name is terrible. Didn't kinlaw post? the only shook because he was told. I don't know. He shook my hand. He's a grown man. He didn't have to shake my hand. He did. And ever since then, I mean, we're in the locker room together all the time. He hasn't come over to me and been like, "Hey, Grant, I I still hate you." Like we're respectful to each other. What also it was an yeah, it got public, but it was a, it was like an altercation between two grown-ups. Who squashed it. Why do people still want to talk about other people's fights? Go have your own fight with a defensive tackle in the NFL. Tell me how it goes. I think I did okay. Considering we shook hands at the end of it. Novin says, a joke. Niners thought Sam was better than Lance. A joke. A joke. All right. Last topic. There's not a lot to talk about from this game, considering it didn't freaking matter. But one thing that I was th- thought was really interesting, Rams were losing at halftime. They actually made an adjustment. Right? In a game that didn't matter with their backup quarterback first half they're playing kind of straight up Rams football how they would call it for Matthew Stafford a pocket passing game and Carson Wentz was freaking terrible trying to play like Matthew Stafford in the first half his quarterback rating was 60 something he threw a pick second half comes uh, starts Rams get the ball first first play zone read with Carson Wentz keeping it. That sets the tone for the whole half. In the first half, Wentz ran the ball three times. In the second half, Wentz ran the ball 14 times. In a half. And that really unlocked the Rams offense, which is interesting. If if teams are doing their homework, they understand the Niners are really good at stopping traditional offenses with traditional quarterbacks. Not as good stopping mobile quarterbacks who run the ball. So Wentz tried to be a traditional quarterback in the first half, struggled. Second half runs 14 times for 47 yards and a touchdown. And then the passing game opens up. In the second half, he's 10 of 12 for 92 yards, two touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 138. Not because Wentz is good, because this is the Niners' Achilles heel. These kind of quarterbacks. Now, maybe the Niners just didn't prepare for it this week. Maybe they thought, oh, it's Carson Wentz. He's not that mobile. He plays for the Rams. The zone read, quarterback draw, all that stuff is not going to be a big part of their offense because that's the Eagles offense. But in the second half, the Rams called the game like they were the Eagles. They put Wentz in his comfort zone and they won. So if teams are paying attention, you got to do this against the Niners. You have to use your your quarterback as a part of the run game. When the Bengals played the Niners, they did that with Joe Burrow. You have to. If you want your quarterback to stand in one spot and try to beat the Niners, here's the thing. He won't. He could stand in one spot, but he's going to lose. So I thought that was very interesting. Rams didn't have to do that. Game didn't matter. But now they just reminded the whole league, hey, hey, this is the Niners issue. They're never really prepared to stop this. They're much better stopping 10-on-11 football than 11-on-11 11 11 football. So the Niners have two weeks to correct this. They're going to have two uh, strenuous practices next week. Work on this. It seems to me, if they face... The Rams, again, they won't do this with Matthew Stafford. But they face the Packers. Jordan Love could do this. Eagles are so dead. Anyway, this was instructive. The Niners know their run defense has been an issue. They lost Cleveland Farrell. This was exposed. Got to fix this. Very important. I still love you, Grant, says Poopsagas. Thank you. I mean, I love you, too. You could have a different name. David Butler says, guarantee they don't do that with Stafford. You guarantee. I thought it was interesting they did it with Carson Wentz. Like, hey man, we don't care about you. This game is meaningless, but we still kind of want to win. So you're going to run 17 times. And if you get hurt, sorry. Good luck in in your future. Kilo TW says, quality control must continue to call this Jake Moody mess. That way you, Grant, can say, I told you so. There's nothing I like more than saying I told you so. So, I'm working on it with this Jake Moody mess. The professional guy says predict it will be Packers versus Niners in two weeks. That'll be a fun game. I really like watching Jordan Love. The best young quarterbacks in the league, my opinion, Purdy, Love, Stroud. Those three are a lot of fun to watch. Stroud's a hell of a quarterback. Not Darnold, though. Okay, that's the show. I'm going home. Getting an early dinner. I'm going to bed early, not a late dinner, early bedtime. And I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Ryan and Larry. Special Monday, bi-week Monday. Let's get through it together. Playoff starting soon. Take care.